Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation, and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is your host, David Begin. How's everybody doing out there? Today's episode is going to be about the takeaways that I got at the 2019 Car Wash Show. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, but it was a great show. I tell you what, we really enjoy going. It becomes the highlight of the year. A lot of it is because I get to see a lot of people um, that I don't normally get to see during the year. So I spend an awful lot of my time catching up with people and saying hi to people in the hallways and in the aisles of the trade show and just catching up. It's uh it's a great time. It's something I look forward to every year and uh, want to give a big shout out to the guys at ICA for doing such a great job. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but I usually give you a weather report here in Colorado. It is still snowing here. We have had, got some snow out in the mountains and uh, we are still waiting for summer. It doesn't get here till like the middle of June and it might be a late, late season this year uh, for summer. We still have a lot of ski resorts that are opening in the weekends, which is unusual. Usually they're closed down by the middle of April. We've got some ski resorts that are pushing out to the middle of June. And we've got some ski resorts that will even go farther if they can. I know that uh, Arapaho Basin, for those of you familiar with Colorado, uh, is a privately owned ski resort, but they stay open as long as they can. I think the record for them staying open was they finally closed in the middle of August one year. So they try to push it as far as they can. Uh, Breckenridge right now is pushing it out to the middle of June, but we're still getting snow in the mountains, which is great for the snowpack, which means we'll have plenty of water to wash cars with. And uh, it's been a really wet spring, and that's been been good all around. So the reservoirs will fill up. We'll have some good runoff this year. And uh, water's a big issue, obviously, in the west part of the United States, so we keep an eye on it. But uh, we've had some great snowpack this year, so we're grateful for that. And I'm recording this at the Breckenridge location of the How of Car Washing. So we're hanging out here for about a week and uh, looking forward to uh, the summer coming. But let's talk about the ICA show. We had such a great show. It was the largest car wash show ever this year. So they finally broke both the attendance record of 9,400 attendees and uh, the trade show floor was sold out this year. So Congratulations to the team at ICA. Did a great job. Uh, Nashville is such a great location. I think everybody is super excited about having the car wash show in Nashville. And uh, I'm really excited that ICA is going to make that, uh, you know, part of their standard in the future. So we'll be going back to Nashville again, I think, in either two or three years. But it's such a great location. The Music City Center is such a, a comfortable location. We get the entire convention center when we're there, which is super, um, you know, it's the hotels are very close. Uh, there's lots of hotels that are close. It's great going up and down Main Street or Broadway or whatever the street is with all the music. Uh, so it just gets better and better. But uh, the ICA is really focusing on trying to make the show better for the attendee as well. So they've taken a lot of friction out of the process. So congratulations to Eric Wolf and Claire Moore and Megan and the entire team that works on that. Kim who's done a great job as well. Uh, she's the events coordinator, new events coordinator for ICA, and she's focused on making sure that the events are world-class. But, you know, doing things like uh, making sure that the badges, uh, you know, my badge came in the mail this year, which was good, so I didn't have to register. And giving 
multiple locations for checking in. So you can check in at your at the uh, ICA registered hotels, which makes it a much easier. So it makes the lines a lot less, taking the friction out of the process for getting there and getting into the show was great. So appreciate that. Um, they really did a great job in improving the educational sessions. I think it was much easier this year to follow whatever track we were interested in and attending. And, and again, the educational sessions just get bigger and bigger. There's more attendees than I've ever seen before at the educational sessions. Uh, the Sunday sh sessions for the Emerging Leaders uh, Conference and the New Investor Seminar, I was fortunate enough to get to, to moderate the New Investor Seminar this year. We had about 250 attendees there. And, and believe it or not, there was even people there that were in the car wash business already. So uh, just taking an opportunity to listen and learn from some of the people in the industry. So I was really excited about seeing people I've recognized for years as car wash owners and operators. So that was great. I thought that was fantastic that uh, they're even taking advantage and, and listening to new investor, the new investor seminar to figure out what they can learn and pick up tidbits. So there's still a lot of hunger in the industry for people to want to learn and get better at what they do. So that was exciting. Uh, so thanks to Claire Moore and her staff for putting together a really good educational session and, and uh, really high quality speakers and presenters. We're getting a lot of good information, giving us a lot of good resources and materials to take notes on and to even have wrap up sessions at the end to say, what did we take away from these particular uh, sessions and how we plan on applying them when we go home to our businesses. Uh, the other thing, the other change that was made is the keynote address was on the last day. I really enjoyed the keynote address. I, I think we've kind of gone run our course with sports figures and I like sports figures coming, but uh, I don't get a lot of value out of listening to them. It, it's fun to listening to their stories and listening to them talk. But I really enjoyed the keynote address speech this year where the individual talked about the concept of happiness and how can we apply happiness within our business? How can we make a, our culture and our businesses a place where people want to come and enjoy working? So I, I enjoyed that being on the last day and I enjoyed the keynote speaker quite a bit. Um, some of the highlights, you know, talking to some of the equipment manufacturers and OEMs, you know, they took record orders this year. So even more than the last two or three years, they took a massive amount of orders this year for new equipment. So I think uh, that's going to translate in us seeing more tunnels being built than ever before. Um, but I think it's also going to create some challenges. So I want to talk about that from a, from a vendor standpoint. I think every vendor that I talked to were just tickled to death about the level of activity that they were seeing at the car wash show and the level of activity they're seeing this year. But I think that could translate in issues for us as owners and operators. So, you know, as you start doing business with certain vendors, you've got to really identify, do they have the capacity to fill the needs that you're asking them to do? Um, you know, they're, they're going to hit production capacity challenges this year. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time, energy and effort to spool up to make car wash equipment and to maintain that and you need a certain level of expertise to do it you need a certain level of engineering expertise you need manufacturing expertise you need production expertise um, you need a lot of things so these companies are growing and there's there's a real possibility that the demand might outstrip their supply so really understanding you know who you're doing business with making sure that uh, you know they've got the capacity to meet your particular needs and the most important part of that is, will they have the capacity to service you 
after the sale. So will they be able to get you the parts and the supplies you need to make sure that you keep your car wash running and operating? Make sure you do some some due diligence and do some investigation on that because I think it's going to be important from your standpoint. So, you know, my takeaway from the equipment and the supplier perspective is make sure you choose whatever suppliers you're going to do business with very wisely and make sure that, um, you know, understand everybody's going to be stretched this year to fill the demand that's out there. And, um, you know, make sure that you've got the ability to get what you need when you need it. And you're not going to have to wait and you're not going to have to be dealing with companies that have not, uh, not expanded to the point where they're going to be able to, to supply you what you need when you need it. Um, so that was probably one of the takeaways I took from the supplier standpoint um, from the show. Uh, the other point was, you know, we're seeing a big change now in the industry. And I think a lot of us that liked the old ways are going to have to really understand that the old ways are changing. And we are seeing two different groups of people now in the car wash industry. We still see the family-run business or the individual owners, such as myself, running. But we're also seeing another group of investors that are coming in. And so investors that have a lot of money are starting to move in the car wash industry for the same reasons that you and I are in it. But, uh, you know, they like the financial returns that they can see from the car wash business. And so you're seeing a lot more money being poured in to the business from that standpoint. And these people are looking to build not just one or two car washes, maybe like we have done, but they're looking to build many units at the same time. And they've got a lot of money to do it. So they're, you know, we're talking tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars are sitting on the sidelines right now looking to be deployed within the car wash industry. And these people have a different mindset. And that's frustrating for some of us. But, you know, they're primarily looking at it from a financial return standpoint. Um, You know, whether they want to run a good business or not, it it depends. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. Um, but, but, you know, they, they primarily look at it as what will their returns be because there's a certain level of expectations that they're setting with their investors that they're going to be able to give certain returns. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of financial considerations. And I, I think it's good from some standpoint. Um, the industry from that standpoint is changing. And, and the other part of it, I think, from our perspective is we're going to see a lot more competition in the market. So... The old gentleman's agreement where we're not going to build within three to five miles from each other um, is going away. And it is frustrating for people that have been in an industry for a long time that that gentleman's agreement for the most part was being honored. But that doesn't matter anymore. That That's changing. So people are looking to put up units if they find a good site. They're going to put it up. They don't really care how close they are to another car wash. And so you've got to go into this next phase of the industry thinking that you're going to be competing with other car washes. So the competition component is going to come into play, which means you're going to have to take a look at your business much differently than you ever have before. And, uh, you know, the old rules, the takeaway from this particular part with these new players in the market is the old rules don't apply anymore. So the old rules of engagement, the old gentleman's rules, they don't apply And you've got to understand that and you've got to accept that. And once you accept that, then I think you'll be able to take a look at your business and say, what do I need to do to make sure I'm doing everything I can to compete in the market? But you will be competing and people will have choices in in the marketplace when it comes up. So that was the second takeaway is the old rules of engagement just are not going to apply anymore. 
This is David Begin. Before we continue with this episode, I have a few questions for you. Are you planning on opening a car wash and getting overwhelmed? Are you a bit confused and searching for unbiased advice? Are you an existing car wash operator searching for ways to improve your employee turnover or trying to solve other operational challenges? I have faced and overcame some of the same obstacles over the past 15 years to help develop a very successful car wash business. I can provide you with the guidance you need to help you navigate and solve the challenges we all face in this business. If you want to learn more about my one-on-one car wash coaching program, then I invite you to schedule a free coaching call with me. Please text the word FOAM to 31996 and I will reply with a link to schedule your free call. Let's chat about one of the challenges you're facing and let me help you gain some clarity. Again, please text the word FOAM, F-O-A-M, to 31996. The third area I want to talk about is the equipment. So walking around the trade show floor, uh, in past, we've seen some some innovation in equipment. I think we saw we see some innovation, but I'm not seeing as much innovation. I only saw a few things that I thought were pretty interesting and new in the industry, and they were basically from smaller independent companies. And so, um, not much difference from the past couple years. And I think equipment providers right now are really busy executing on the orders that they're getting. I don't I don't think there's probably as much emphasis right now on creating new and innovative equipment for us in the market out there. But I think what you will see is you will see some niche players come onto the market. So, you know, when you want to start looking for what's new and exciting and innovative, I think you're going to be seeing that primarily from smaller companies. I think the larger companies that have been purchased, the larger equipment companies that have been purchased, this is my opinion, um, you know, they're they're looking for returns or looking for execution at this standpoint. I don't think they're looking for as much innovation out there. And I didn't frankly, I didn't see much innovation out there, um, which, again, this goes in cycles. So there's periods where we see some some tremendous innovation in the industry. And then we see some periods where there's not. And I'm sort of thinking right now we're kind of in the phase where we're not seeing as much innovation in, in the industry. Um, but I think the takeaway from this will be keep your eye out for some of the newer players in the market who are going to be providing the innovative solutions. So when there's there's a gap in the market, there, there's an idea, I think you're going to see smaller companies now coming up and providing those. Um, and so those players might only provide one particular solution, uh, but it could be the one that you're looking for. So keep your eyes out in the industry and and look for those companies that are providing those solutions. I know a lot of us kind of stick with one or two major equipment providers when we're building our tunnels, but keep your eyes out for what's going on in the industry and you might kind of surprise you what, what's going to happen in the future there. Um, so that's kind of my takeaway is just kind of keep your eye out for those niche players and see, see what they're providing. The other part of this is I think it's going to be, you know, what I'm gathering and talking to some of the new investors and some of the existing players is it, it's going to be harder to build car washes in the futures. So um, the sites that we typically look for are retail sites, and those are being snapped up by all types of industries now. So, you know, I'm seeing a lot of CVS pharmacies and Walgreens being built in, in my town, and they're grabbing the A sites, the ones on the corners, the ones that we would typically want. So not only are we competing with other car wash owners, uh, but we're also competing with other industries out there looking for locations. So it's getting more and more difficult to find those particular sites. Car wash investors are looking for sites. There's many, many car wash investors looking for sites out there as well. So 
it's it's going to be a challenge to find good locations and build. And I think if you're going to be successful in this business and continue building car washes, if that's what your choice is, you're going to have to dedicate some effort to build car washes. And, and so site identification is going to be one of them. But you also have to start thinking about, do I start hiring dedicated project managers out there to help me uh, build car washes? Because, you know, to operate car washes and then build car washes sometimes can be challenging. So if you're a single operator or if you've got a team of people, sometimes you can divide up the effort uh, from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, it's going to be much, much difficult. So the other thing I'm also seeing is the regulatory uh, issues to get car washes approved in municipalities and counties and cities are getting much tougher. Um, so I think it's going to be much more challenging in the future to get car washes approved because I think the overall regulatory environment is increasing. The requirements that they're making are increasing. I think if you're involved in the unlimited program and you're washing a lot of cars, you see your volumes go up. I think cities are starting to get wise to the fact that we're creating traffic issues. And so I think some of the requirements for being able to accommodate our traffic are going to be considered uh, for those of us that have caused traffic problems with our car washes. Um, you know, the, the cities and the traffic engineers are becoming more wise to that. And they're going to increase the requirements for us to be able to accommodate that traffic, whether increased stacking or locations where we can we can accommodate additional traffic. So they're going to start taking a harder look at those things in the future. And, you know, the overall requirements, I think, are going to increase for car washes to be built. So those of you who haven't built a car wash in a while, it is a shock to your system if you plan on building uh, because it's not the same, uh, not the same building or planning department that you dealt with five or 10 years ago. And I also think it's going to become more expensive. I think the other trend that we're seeing in development right now is car washes are being required or developers are being required to contribute more to infrastructure than ever before. So I've heard of individuals building car washes where at an, at an undeveloped intersection where they're now required to contribute toward traffic light systems, which are very expensive. Those things can be upwards of $100,000 to put in a four-way traffic light. Well, whether you have to pay for infrastructure or roads, whether you're paying for some of the water and sewer lines that are going up. So cities are now getting smarter in terms of making sure that developers contribute to the infrastructure development. No, no longer are cities or counties are providing that. They're, they're requiring the developers to provide that, which is increasing the cost of um, of building and developing car washes. So I think the overall takeaway from that will be that uh, since that's changing, the larger development groups out there are going to be able to execute better on building car washes. Um, you're going to have to have a, a separate project management individual or team that can help that because the requirements are getting uh, much more detailed. And, and in order for you to stay on top of getting a car wash approved, you're going to have to dedicate some effort to that. And I think the larger, you know, investors or developers uh, could win on that if if we're not careful. So make sure that you you dedicate some time to that. That would be the takeaway on that. So the other last thing I want to talk about here would be the biggest thing I think with competition is people are going to have choices and and people are going to want to pick a location or facility where they feel like they're getting a better experience. So I, I really think that 
nowadays, the customer experience, the overall customer experience by getting their car washed, the people that really focus on good culture and focus on the customer experience will be the overall winner over time. And I, I think they'll win in the competition battle. And I do believe eventually in the next three to five years, there's going to be some winners and going to be some losers in this industry. And you just can't put up a car wash and expect to do well with it. You're going to have to compete and you're not only going to have to focus on number one, the first thing is producing a great product. So you got to be able to produce a really good, clean, shiny and dry vehicle on a consistent basis. But the other part of that is you're going to have to look at your overall customer experience. So what it's like for a customer to do business with you. So what's it like for them to drive on the lot? How easy is the signage uh, for them to read and figure out what to do? How easy will the pay stations be to use? What's it like going through the tunnel? What's the experience? What's the product at the end of the tunnel? And then what's the experience in the parking lot from a free vacuum perspective? Um, you know, and it, is, it, is it a great place to be? Is it a friendly place to be? So you're going to have to start focusing on some of the culture aspects of your business and making sure that you're doing everything you can to provide a really good customer experience. Are you taking the friction points out of your business? Is it easy for somebody to sign up for an unlimited wash program? Is it easy for them to cancel? Um, is it easy for them to get a, a rewash? Those, those are some things you're going to have to try to figure out. Um, and, you know, it always will come down to how well you are executing every day. And are you executing consistently every day? And are those people that are coming, can they expect a very consistent, excellent customer experience? So the transition is going to be from the customer perspective is I come to your car wash because it's convenient for me. And because you're the only car wash within a three to five mile radius Two, I come to your car wash because I like the experience better than the other car washes in the area. So with competition, people are going to have choices and you're going to have to want to make sure through culture and through the way you execute and the way you look at your business from the customer's perspective, do I want to come to you versus do I want to come somewhere else? So I think that's going to be the big takeaway as well. That's one thing I did get from the show that I think was kind of eye-opening for me is we really got to focus on our customer experience and making sure that we're creating a great place for our customers to be and in in relationship to that, we've got to create a great place for our employees to be. So our employees are the ones that take care of our customers and are we doing everything we can to take care of our employees? And I'm going to talk about that in my next episode of the how of car washing is what do we need to think about from a talent standpoint? So that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining me. Great show. Kudos to all our suppliers and vendors for all the effort that they put into the car wash show. Uh, kudos to the International Car Wash Association team for putting together a great show. We'll look forward to the next show in, in 2020. That's going to be in San Antonio, Texas. So we've got a different location, and I think we're back in Las Vegas back in 2021. And then if my memory serves me correctly, we'll be back in Nashville in 2022. So we've got a lot to look forward to. So thanks for joining me in this episode of The How of Car Washing. If you'd like to leave some comments, go to our website, thehowofcarwashing.com. And for this episode, this is David Begin. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time on The How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.